0: Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is I am the light of the world. Now, here's Pastor Chris. Let's begin with prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, as we now begin uh, another uh, week where we talk about you being the light of the world and the light of life, be with us in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. In the 19th century, they didn't have GPS, they didn't have navigation system for ships to tell where they were exactly. And when they got close to the coast, there was danger because there could be rocks or even many islands that, especially in the night, they could run aground. so what they did, many of us know is they set up lighthouses down the coast on both the Pacific and the Atlantic, especially where it was really rocky or where it became very uh, where it was, went from very deep to very shallow and they would man the man uh, the lighthouses and if an individual was not able to continue usually it fell to his wife or husband or child, whatever it may be, to take over until a suitable replacement could take over. And such was the case for Hosea Lewis. In 1853, he manned the Lime Rock Lighthouse in Newport, I believe, uh, Rhode Island. However, four years later, he became very ill and he could not continue. And so his daughter, as a teenager... 16 years old, Ida Lewis, became the person to take over for the lighthouse. Now, in the 53 years, though, that she served the lighthouse, many things had happened. And yet, we find that as a teenager, it was her task every day, especially during the day, to clean the reflectors, trim the wick and make sure that there was plenty of oil for the lighthouse to be able to cast its light to warn other ships of the impending um, concerns that could damage their ship. Such was the case that it was so rigorous that she was no longer able to continue to school. However, every day, even though she would not go to high school, she would row her siblings the 500 Yards across to get to the mainland from the island, so they could continue their schooling. Well, at age 16, when she was rowing, she could hear four young men screaming, and she saw, she went, and she rescued them. On March 29 uh, in 1869, Ida uh, uh, saved two drowning servicemen nearby Fort Adams. By this point, she started to become a little bit of a celebrity, so much so that President Ulysses S. Grant decided to visit Newport later that year. And in 1881, Ida rescued another two individuals, and she was honored with the U.S. Life Saving Award. Finally, in, in, in February of that year, two additional soldiers were crossing Newport to Lime Rock Island on foot when the ice gave way. And when she heard their screams, she grabbed a rope and she threw the rope and she as well was able to save. She was able to pull one out and then the other to safety. All in all, Ida probably saved at least 25 people in the 50 plus years that she served tending the lighthouse. Her final rescue came at the age of 63 when a friend was traveling and fallen into the water on her way to visit Ida. Later, she was asked how she found strength and courage in such a demanding feat. She said, I don't know. I ain't particularly strong. The Lord Almighty gives it to me when I need it. That's all. Ida Lewis, a faithful steward of a lighthouse and a faithful steward to mankind and helping to save them all. But the reason she was so faithful in her tax is that she also realized is that there were always people that the world needed to be saved. Today we're going to talk about Jesus as the light of the world and how Jesus comes into the world to rescue those who need rescuing, to save those who need to be saved. So, let's go to John 8. A little bit of the backstory. We've we've studied and discussed a little bit more further ahead in ch- uh, verses 31 to, to 59, but to kind of go back, we talk about Jesus as the light of the world. Just to remind ourselves as well, just prior to this is when Jesus, they bring a, a woman who had been caught in adultery and They ask him, you know, well, they tell him that our law says that we should stone her. And they ask him, what should we do? And he promptly replied, well, actually not promptly, because he begins to write on the ground. And then he gets up and he says, who of you are without sin can throw the the first stone? Those starting from the oldest to the youngest start to slip away. And he asks the woman, where are your accusers? And she says, nowhere, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And it's in this backdrop that Jesus then, remember, they're in the temple. He begins to continue to teach. And he starts, and then when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will what? Never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then the Pharisees, as predictable challenge them here you are appearing as your own witness your testimony is not valid and jesus answered even if i testify on my own behalf my testimony is valid for i know where i came from and where i'm going but you have no idea where i come from or where i am going you judge by human standards i pass judgment on no one but if i do judge My decisions are true, because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. And then they asked him, where is your Father? You don't know me or my Father. And Jesus replied, if you knew me, you would know my Father also. So Jesus, teaching, preaching, Pharisees. Wait a minute, we got a question. And they question his authority. Now, when Jesus says he is the light of the world, in order to understand that, we actually have to go back to John 1, verse 1. In the beginning, sounds familiar, right? We all know that as Genesis 1, 1, where God... Creates the world. Separate, he brings light, darkness, light, and eventually parts the waters, creates land, plants it and fills it. And in the book of John, he takes a page from that. He says, In the beginning was the Word. Ein arke ha lagos, lagos being the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. Reference to creation. And then especially in verses 4 and 5, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he says, I am also the life I'm the life of the world, where I am not only just bringing light, but I'm bringing life. Remember as well that all of these I am statements refer to a spiritual need. Many of us at some point probably felt like we were walking in darkness, knowing that there was so much more. And here Jesus is coming into the world. And with him, he brings the message of hope, but he also brings life of joy and grace. And when we look back as well, we find sorry, I didn't even finish. He spoke these words while teaching in the temple courts near the place where they were offering where offerings were put, yet no one seized them because his hour had not yet come. When we think about light, when we look back to Exodus, just as we looked back last week with the manna and the bread, we can also be reminded that um, in Exodus 13 21. God led the Israelites with the cloud during the day and at night there was a pillar of fire. It says, by day the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them in their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. And here it says, Barton writes, in the wilderness, the pillar of fire represented God's presence, protection and guidance of all of the Israelite people. Because in a time when Moses and all the Israelites lived, they didn't have nice LED lights. (laughs) They had darkness, and they could maybe make a fire. I don't know if they had lanterns, but light was at a minimum. And it's here that God, in a pillar of fire as well, was present with them. He also protected them. And most importantly as well, he guided them. So Jesus, Jesus as the light shows the path. There's a church, uh, I believe, in Louisville, Kentucky, the Southeast Christian Church, and it's, it's not a small church. It's a huge church where thousands of people can be seated for every service. And yet from time to time, birds would somehow get in the sanctuary and they would want to hang out above. Now, if they're hanging above, some of us would probably want to be concerned because you wouldn't want little bombs dropping on you, right? And it was a nice sanctuary, and they had all of their lighting good. It was dark, and it was awesome, and yet they had this fear of birds above them. The facility manager, I'm sure, had to come up with a solution. Finally, one day, they realized, let's close all the doors, make it as dark as possible, And then let's make open one door that will lead immediately outside so bright that all of a sudden, when they opened those doors, all of the birds flew out. Because the birds didn't want to live in darkness. They wanted to go where it was bright, where they could see, where they could live and they could see each other. They could look for danger. They could find food. They could rest, knowing they were safe. They were drawn to the light. And Jesus, much as well, his teachings, his life. Jesus desires that we be drawn to him because in him is not just light. Remember, it is also life. And in his teachings, just as bread, we, we're sustained by bread, we were strengthened by it as well. We're drawn to light because it brings us hope. When I look around the world, I don't find a lot of hope, <laughs> to be frank. All right? Just turn on the TV or you follow your Twitter page. Is there a lot of hope there? More often than not, I, I, I tell you the algorithms or whatever it's set brings me negativity. Because we constantly f- see fighting, we see famine, we see heartbreak. I, man, I don't know how. I've, maybe I've clicked on too many, too many uh, stories of where animals, especially puppies, have been saved or lost or injured, and they have to go through this whole story of how they got there. And, and look, I'm a dog owner. It breaks my heart to see poor, innocent, defenseless animals harmed, or maimed, or 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 underfed. And of course, you know, all of a sudden, I want to be like uh, the the lady uh, Natalie or ugh, the, the famous singer who who always does ads. He wants to help all of these animals, right? And, and we live in this world where it's just. People are angry, mad, and sad. And yet Jesus came into the world to not only save us, but to be able to guide us in life. So as we look to his teachings, we can find hope. We can find hope in prayer. We find hope in the scriptures. And we find hope in the fact that God didn't come to hang out with the perfect God came to hang out with the sinners, everyone. Whether you were poor, whether you were rich, whether you were uh, someone popular or unpopular, Jesus did, did not discriminate. And yet we also find as well, though, however, that the Pharisees just could not accept Jesus' testimony because they judge by human standards. Jesus was talking about the fact that God has sent me into the world. The Father has sent me into the world. And they ask, well, where is your father, lowercase? God's talking about the fact that the God of the universe, God the Father has sent me into this world. They couldn't fashion, they couldn't fathom that. And it probably wasn't until years later after they realized that it finally clicked, even probably even for the disciples, some of the things they didn't quite get at the time. But as they looked back in hindsight, we can see clearly that he's talking about God the Father in heaven. But just like the Pharisees as well, they judge by human standards, it's easy for us as well to judge by our own human standards. We sometimes make mistakes. Sometimes maybe get upset. We don't always see things clearly just as Jesus was able to. And they... they they point out, well, p- how, how, your witness is invalid because you can't just witness for yourself. But Jesus responds, "My other witness," as it was also quoted, because in the Old Testament, as law, you had to have two witnesses. Jesus refers to the Father being his other witnesses, but they didn't realize that the Son of God was standing in front of them. If they had known Jesus, they would have known who was standing. Be for him, just as we'd studied about two weeks ago. Jesus being the I am, the one from the beginning and to as well for all time. One of the things that we sometimes don't think about too though is when Jesus comes into the world, he not only shines a light on the path going forward, but to be frank and sometimes uncomfortably, Jesus also light shines a light on your own life. And we recognize that when Jesus comes into our life, we also realize who we really are. Broken people. We are sinners. But yet, the beautiful thing is God does not reject us. He shows us the path forward. And if we choose to hold on to that light, Jesus will shape and mold us through the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and give the opportunity as well to be a part of, a kingdom. I've looked back in my life and sometimes realized, man, I made some bad decisions. Well, oh, some of them I, re- I really regret. And if I keep looking to the past all the time, though, where is that going to get me? Nowhere. I have made my decisions, but I have to move forward. And in him, there is life. I choose to look to the light, as dark as it can be sometimes, because sometimes it's easy to to want to say, well, you know, it's just better for me to sulk sometimes. I feel, bad for, I feel good for a little bit. Then I realize it's just a bunch of negativity. And I don't want to live in negativity. I want to live in hope. I want to make a difference in people's lives, as well in my own life. So, Jesus is the light of life. Jesus can come into the world to change us, to lead and guide us. And God ultimately calls us as well to be stewards. In Matthew, Jesus calls us to be the salt and light of the world, to go out, show your light. Now, are we the divine? No. But it is only through Jesus is anything possible when we ask God, and God will definitely provide opportunities to witness. God, please give me an opportunity to witness, to be a blessing to others. Yesterday, um, I I was literally, I, I exited, I got in my car, I exited the gate where I live, and I turned right heading to the freeway, and I could tell that my car felt funny. Like, there was like metal, not quite metal scraping, but there it, it, it was... Kind of dragging me back, and instantly I knew what it was. So I pulled over to the side, and lo and behold, there was a big fat nail in my rear passenger tire. (sighs) That left me frustrated. So then I felt bad. I had to text Bill. I'm sorry, man, but I gotta. We gotta reschedule. So I did not call AAA. I changed the tire myself. I had the donut. I have a pensions for locking myself out. I got four opportunities to call AAA. I don't want to go over. I've already used one. So <laughs> I got to make sure they count. I got six more months before we renew. I changed my. T- I changed to the donut, um, went back to the house, dropped a few things off. And then I went to Sam's Club. I had to renew my membership because if I renew my membership, then I get the free rotation and the balance and everything and as well the warranty because that's where I got the tires. So I had to shell out even more money. Fortunately enough, they warrantied the tire. I only had to pay the installation fee. But it was a great hindrance because I just had these long thing, long list of things I had to do that day. So my wife... Bless her heart, she asked me, she texts me, how, how am I doing? I was like, I am frustrated. <laughs> and then I was looking at the, um, the storage racks, and then she calls me and says, hey, uh, Sam's Club is calling because they don't know how to turn the car on. You would think it's normal, but there's a safety feature in our car that you have to do something in order before they could turn the key. So I had to go all the way back. That wasted another 10 minutes of my day and then inform them how to properly turn the car on. I realized, fine, I'm frustrated. There's one thing that will bring me solace, guitar center. So I went across the street, and lo and behold, the Lord was with me because normally the really nice guitars are either up really high or they're locked. But Bill, Bill knows what I'm talking about. There was a 60s reissue Les Paul in Red Sunburst, on the floor in the little guitar stand and i went to it i grabbed it and i started playing it and i was consoled for a little bit (laughs) oh it was awesome it was a pleasure to play eventually only 45 minutes later though they did keep to their true to their word they they replaced the tire they balanced my tires in 45 minutes i went back and i got my car and i went to costco because yes i have dual membership costco and sam's club I went and I got the other things I needed to the paper towels, the Kirkland um, toilet paper, as they're all famously known for as well, number one product, by the way, and a Traeger because I love to grill things. And then as I was leaving out, uh, I, I, I got to the door, the exit, and you know how you're supposed to hand your ticket so they can check and they mark everything, make sure I'm not taking anything I'm not supposed to? uh, he checks and he looks and he says, oh, really nice haircut. Oh, thank you. I felt really good. I took everything back to the car. I loaded everything up, put the Traeger in the back seat, put the rest of the stuff in the trunk. I got in the car. I looked in the mirror and I looked, my hair does not look good. It was all disheveled. (laughs) So I don't know if in the midst of going from... The door to my car, maybe as I was putting stuff in, I maybe hit my hair and it became disheveled and whatnot. It definitely was not, you know, as nice as it is right now if you call this nice. (laughs) But it didn't matter what he said. It was how he made me feel. He made me believe that I looked good. Just like this morning, I had another idea of what other tie to put on, and I asked my wife, how does this look? Mm -mm. Put something solid on. Wear a black tie. So I did as my wife. So the reason why I look great is not because of me and my own decisions. It's because I have a great wife who supports and makes sure I look good going out the door. (laughs) The point of this is Jesus not only called us to exist in this world, as well as to be a source of light and of hope. So may you every day be a source of hope and of light. Smile, be kind, have manners. Think before you type. (laughs) And not just type, post. Think before you speak. And rather than looking to find and win the argument, try to find common ground where you see somebody looking downcast, say hello. And where God plants that opportunity to share your story of how God has intervened in your life and made a difference, how he came into your life and changed your world, be ready to share that story. And may you as well, just as Jesus came into the world and brought life, may you be at least a little flashlight of that light to make a difference in the world. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for your grace and your love and that, Lord, you didn't leave us hanging, but you came into this world to bring hope and peace and joy. Lord, as everything is going on in this world, help us to be calm and as well help us to be faithful stewards of you. Guide and watch over us. And as we continue in this journey of the I Am Statements, Lord, help us, Lord, have a better understanding. And as well, Lord, for those who are being challenged physically, Lord, mentally, who just sometimes question if they even want to continue going. Lord, for those of us who emotionally just, just don't have anything to give, and, and yet as well, Lord, for those of our brothers and sisters who are even questioning your existence. God, above all, may you make yourself known to them. And God, for those who are weary, grant them strength and rest. Lord, may we be one, and may we be faithful in your leading. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace, everyone. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.